The Oblivion Song Podcast. This is a monthly show where friends gather around and talk all things Oblivion Song, a comic book by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. We are your hosts, Bill. I'm Ryan. And I'm TJ. You can find us on Twitter at Oblivion Podcast. We're on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can find us on anything. Uh, we are here, and this is kind of a, an in-between episode. This is... Um, uh, kind of a mid-transference episode, if you will. Uh, so we're going to be talking um, about a couple different things. Obviously, we had a four-month break. We are uh, so we missed last month, and we're here. Um, we were just going to wait until June to for the next episode, but some people reached out and wanted us to do put something out. So we appreciate that. So we decided to put something out there. And luckily, um, Skybound kind of fed us a little bit so there's there's a little more to talk about than we had previously thought right which was nothing exactly (laughs) so yeah we're gonna be talking about all the skybound uh oblivion song related news that came out um but and we're gonna be doing kind of a a recap on on what we know about the faceless men uh we're gonna be doing that a little later and if you couldn't tell uh the audio might be a little different than what you're used to. We are obviously uh, recording this remotely. We're each at our own house, uh, recording this over Skype. You know, we want to uh, uh, these days try and keep our distance, and uh, that's just how it's going to be for a little bit. Yep. Um, so, if you didn't know, we are also uh, the Invincible Podcast, and on our last episode of the Invincible Podcast, we kind of dove into what's been going on with us uh, in regards to uh, COVID-19 lockdown and quarantine and all that other stuff. But um, we're going to talk about that a little bit here too. We may not go into as much detail, but um, how have you guys been doing? Like Ryan, you work at a, a winery and so you're considered essential. Yeah. I realized, working? I realized last time on Invincible, we, um, I asked you both how we were doing and I didn't really even talk about what I did or how things have changed with mine. But yeah, like you guys, I'm still kind of, kind of essential and i'm not fully shut down being at the winery because um beverage manufacturing and um actually go figure liquor sales are still uh considered essential so the winery is still open for purchase we're doing like takeout service or even potentially deliveries and um one big thing that's changed though is uh we've actually uh, are giving a lot of our um a, a good amount of our wine to a local distillery and they are distilling it down and um, creating hand sanitizer out of it. So we're actually pretty steady right now throughout the week and weekend with people in the area coming through and getting free hand sanitizer refills. Um, so so it's, I could just, get like I could get like a Pinot Noir hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could if I gave Pinot Noir to the distillery, but I'm not giving expensive stuff to the distillery we've got some of the the cheaper stuff that isn't necessarily uh as as higher quality but is still high alcohol which is all that matters when it comes to distilling something down so um but yeah it is hand sanitizer made from wine and uh i mean by the by the time it's distilled it's it's there's not much left but uh so that's been interesting you know being a place for people to come in and um like people will come in like 
fully gowned up and almost in tears saying that they they've been looking everywhere for it and they've got like uh, an elderly person at home that they're taking care of and they've just been looking everywhere for this stuff and it's 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 kind of interesting how much my day-to-day has changed um all well still keeping up with the regular winemaking tasks you know so yeah yep so i'm uh again we talked a little bit about this before but uh, I work uh, for a cell culture media company named uh, Thermo Fisher Scientific. I'm a supervisor there, and we do um, we're doing all the test kits and the uh, we're b- help help building the vaccine for COVID-19. So obviously, I'm still working um, every day. It's um, you know, luckily, luckily, we are the ones that are still working uh, a bit too. So there's a lot of people that are out of work. Bill, last we talked on uh, Invincible, you said that. You were still going into work, but the next step may be for you to start working at home. Have you started working at home or are you still having to go in every day? No, we're, we still go in every day. It's just it's um, most of my team is on furlough. So it's only me and two other people and we just lock ourselves in the office and no one comes in. So it's very safe, you know, um, like there's there's no contact we have with with the outside world. Really, we're just there to manage people's accounts because it's leasing and rental, um, which is different from retail. So people still need to make payments. We help people with their payments. Um, so other than that, like things have been kind of, you know, all quiet on the Western front, really. Um, it's interesting how things change, how like the headlines change, you know what I mean? With this whole COVID-19 and coronavirus thing. Cause mm-hmm. before Ryan, you and me talked about it at length where we were very anxious about what was going to happen next and how bad it was really going to get. And now that it's like, you know, almost the tip of the iceberg with how bad it's going to be. It's, 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 it's no longer a surprise with how bad it is, you know? So it's just, it's, I I feel bad that I'm not as like anxious about it. Maybe I've just kind of acclimated. Mm -hmm. So, which is, which is a, a a problem in itself that we've kind of become accustomed to it. Like just like how we talked about how quickly we all kind of accepted this as our new normal. Now it's disturbing how quickly we're accepting that this new normal could last much longer and than we originally definitely thought. right now yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. so we'll but, see. uh easter happened how was your guys's easter it was okay i mean ryan Katie, you worked right did you work actually no i didn't i was i i offered to but somebody else ended up going in just to be able to be there in case somebody wanted to pick up some wine but otherwise um katie and i um well katie made some like easter bread type things and we drove to our grandparents' houses and dropped them off um, for them and waved through the window and then uh, came home and um, just made a little dinner for the two of us. We like, uh, especially if you're, you know, have two families to visit on holidays and stuff like that. It, well, it's kind of nice to have an excuse to just be like, all right, guess we're just going to do our own thing this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you guys? Uh, I mean, I've got two kids, so I had probably the most traditional sounding Easter that, you know, you could really imagine. So um, Mm -hmm. the Easter bunny came and uh, the kids found their baskets and their eggs hidden all over the place. Mm -hmm. So it was good. Nice. TJ, did you make a No, just made a steak dinner for myself. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much it. What'd you make? What kind of steak? Uh, It was a ribeye. And it was a monster. 
Can you take yeah. pictures of it next time, and we can we can I, share pictures of steaks? I always take pictures. I have pictures. <laughs> Do you really? I yeah, I'll send pictures. I have. I they're like... all over my. They're all over my Facebook. But we're mm. having steak dinner tomorrow night. So. Yeah. Yep, I always take pictures. You're not a man unless you take a picture of your big ass steak. We're all gonna come out of this <laughs> even better cooks. Yeah, we were or not before. Yep. So, yeah, uh, I, so... I'm definitely getting a lot of uh, shows and stuff knocked out. I find that. Oh. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go. Go. No. Go ahead, Ryan. Go on. Be no, that's all. So I'm our saying. our uh, pop pop culture news will kind of be. Uh, integrated in kind of what we've been up to lately too. So what have you been up to, Ryan? What are you watching? What are you seeing? What are you reading? What are you playing? Uh, I got a handful of things, so we can bounce around a little bit. First and foremost, Katie and I watched, finally watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh, did you? Oh yeah, you you already saw it, Bill. Bill, you saw yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, loved it. Thought it was very, very good. Um, yes, no spoilers. That moment, it, I, I said, oh, shit, out loud. Yeah. Uh, hit pretty hard. That was rough. Um, yeah. But uh, otherwise, I mean, some really great humor in it. Katie loved it. Um, I don't know. It was really, really good. I liked it a lot. The tonal shifts in that movie are incredible. Yes. And God, I think it, it, uh, it can go from the funniest thing you've ever seen to then the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen, to then the saddest, most yep. realest thing you've ever seen. Like the the Takai or whatever, I cannot get, I Take can up. never get his, he just has such an awesome way of directing just like what life is, like how mm. it can be stupid and ridiculous yeah. and funny. And then someone who you know can just die the next day and your world changes. Like it's, it, Everything, it was like, awesome. Every conversation between him and the girl, like the, their point of views and the, the, their back and forth, it was all so good. It's so yeah. good, yeah. Um, it was the last movie I saw in theaters, and I never talked to you guys about it. But now that it's on Disney Plus, did either of you guys watch Onward? Yeah. Yes. Thoughts? Okay, I'd like to go first. Go ahead. Um, the idea of the movie is great. The last fifteen minutes of the movie are phenomenal, and everything up until that point is just boring filler. It's like they had a really good idea of like this is this this is the world. And then this is the end. Like we want it to yeah. be about the brothers and and then kind of twist it and, and have this happen. Yeah. But we don't really know how to make the rest of the movie work. And that's – I was bored. And I saw it twice. And I, I felt the same really? way. I'll yeah. play off that real quickly. Um, I saw it at night. was excited. We made popcorn, watched it. And because it is, starts – the first 75% is pretty slow, I actually was so tired that the last 15 minutes didn't even really hit me as hard mm. as it should have. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was a good movie, but it's not in the um, upper echelon of Pixar movies, in my opinion. Which is crazy, which is insane. I, cause it... I agree it's not in the upper echelon, but I, I enjoyed it a little more than I think what you guys are saying. Maybe it was yeah. the, actually in theaters. I, I, I don't think know, if I saw it in I saw theaters, in theaters. I, I would have liked it more if I saw it in theaters. We saw, we saw in theaters, I, I thought yeah. it, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Again, not up there in the uh, the upper echelon of it, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I really liked the dad, like them dancing in the grass. I thought it was really good, mm-hmm. like feel good moment. I, I thought it was decent. I, I went into the movie not knowing what it was about. I did. I knew that there was like magic involved, but you, the three of us, talked about it before. Like I, I hadn't seen a trailer for it, but I knew I was going to watch it, so I avoided the trailers. Um, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was okay. That was pretty good. All right, I am. Um, um... Before we talk about the next thing one of you guys are reading or watching, I'm just letting you guys know I'm going to turn my camera off for a little bit. I just want to make sure we're saving as much battery as possible. 
but go on. TJ, you know what that means? That means that it's draining a lot faster. It's really than, not. It's really not. It's anticipated. <laughs> Ryan's um, laptop is draining. Ryan, I can't see your reaction, but Liz and I watched the entire first season of Fleabag. Oh my god! And I can believe. And how long? Okay, right, and how long until it hit? And you're like, we're finishing this. I mean, it how wasn't. Did it hit? I, I, I don't. I don't think. First of all, when we were watching it, I looked over at her and I said, I can't believe that Ryan suggested this series. Thank to you. Me. No Thank way. You. I am like, so glad that you said that because like, I had the same exact reaction. I had the same of, exact reaction. Wait, like, how much did you first, watch, TJ? I actually watched all of it. Okay. I will say that our friend Matt thought the exact same thing until, like he, Ryan, until he watched more. It's the raunchiest, like, oh my God, craziest so thing it, I've it, ever seen. How, how I think of it. <laughs> I think of it as it's a dirty version of like I can't I've never seen Sex in the City but I feel like it's targeting the same audience as Sex in the City only a dirtier like it's dirty however Ryan Ryan I will say this and I'll say this to you Bill too I didn't understand it until the second season the second season was great oh my god yes the second season was amazing that's the one that won all the awards but oh Uh, so good I, I like me and Liz talked about it and we were, I, I, I was like, I don't really know what this show is about. Like, that's why I had I, a hard time explaining it to you. I like I like her and I like <laughs> I like the monologuing, like the, the monologuing obviously was great. And you could see, by the Incredible. way, that it was a play, the, that it was the, a play. The, yeah. The, the way the, her acting, the way she would flip on a dime between yeah, on a dime a, a, b- between talking to the camera and talking to the person in the scene mm-hmm. was incredible. The fact that you said that you you're surprised that Ryan would suggest it, I literally went back while I'm watching it. I brought up the the last episode of uh, or the of Invincible where he was talking about it just to make sure that I had the right <laughs> show. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, he said Fleabag, right, Liz? Like, this is the show that he wanted us to okay, watch. I so like that it. was your first impression. But but, but honestly, you, it, otherwise, should, should at the end watching. of it. You so you only watched the first season, Bill? Yeah, we watched oh when God. when the end of the the sixth episode because it's only six episodes yeah, for the, the first short. season. Um, we were like that was the end already. So you know we're we're eager to 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 start the second so episode or season. So regardless of whether how weird it was that I suggested that to you guys, you it was good though, right? Yes, we enjoyed it. Yeah, you need to yeah. watch season two. I. I didn't really enjoy it, and to be honest, until season two, I didn't really wow. like the first season at all. But I, I really, I loved the second season. I thought it was really God, good. Her sister, I, oh, there's so, I, all the characters. I laughed out loud when I, I laughed out there loud were so much. I felt like in every episode, even the first up, the first season, in every episode, there was at least one hilarious moment. Yes, which so is very I'll, rare. I'll say my top three. So my top three was the first intro where she's like, "Do I have a huge asshole?" <laughs> Uh, um, let's, not, let's not do a top for people who haven't seen it. All right. The other one was on the subway train, the intro. And she's like, I think my, okay, that's yeah. coming. Yeah. And then, and then the third <laughs> moment was, was when they were in the house and they were doing the silent thing. And on the blackboard, it says, I was stung by a wasp. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? By the woman who got stung by the wasp, yes. but couldn't react because yes, they couldn't yes. speak. And the next scene, it's very British humor, right? It's oh, very yeah. subtle. It's very subtle. And on the, on the blackboard in the background, it was, I was stung by a wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, it was good. Um, cool. I'm what else? Bill, Bill, what are I, you? Uh... I almost finished a book in three days. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Uh, Roy Choi, Chef Roy, who oh, um, nice. the movie Chef is kind of loosely based on. And if you guys watch Chef Show, 
Um, he's the one with John Favreau. It's his biography, and it's a biography and a cookbook. So, like, each chapter will end with, like, three or four recipes for whatever meal he had talked about that inspired, you know, whether it was kimchi that his mom made or, like, this crazy ramen dish that he made when he was, you know, on a crack binge in New York City for a week. It's it's I've it's the second biography I've ever read, and I can't believe that I like him this much. Like, the first one I ever read was Simon Pegg's um, Nerd Do Well. TJ, you read that, right? No. Ryan, did you read that? No. I remember oh you recommending God. it. So good. And then this one. And it's it's for a, a nonfiction biography. It's fucking awesome. Just like seeing how someone so like, you know, thought of highly as one of the top chefs now because he's like all over the media. Well, in media, I should say, like movies and TV shows and stuff. And just where he came from and how his life was just plain and, and it's just it was great. Hmm. Oh, and that I played Resident Evil Three. That came out and beat that. Mm-hmm. But that's really it. TJ, okay. Ryan, did you watch? Uh, I am not okay with that. I am not okay with this on Netflix. I did. Thoughts? Me, Katie, and Matt watched the entire thing together and loved it. Yeah, it was very, very good. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for the next season. It was very much like a modern, like indie type take on Carrie. Yeah, yeah. It was like But it's not at all. But I almost horror. don't it's I not... almost don't like telling people anything about it. Like it's really cool right. not knowing much about it because that that's kind of how I went in. Um but yeah it, it has a lot of that. There's other things I can compare it to, but it's it's definitely worth checking out. And um the acting is really good in it and it was a yeah. it was a really fun show. Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got Ryan? Uh just quick quick attacks um i finally read god country oh yeah loved it so yeah. good oh my god it's awesome oh he's god. so good he is um and i watched the entire first season because i keep seeing stuff about it and i want to hmm. talk about this more on the invincible podcast so we'll make it quick and i want you guys to watch it and we'll talk about it more on the invincible podcast i watched the entire first season of the Harley Quinn animated series. Hmm. I hear it's good. It's very, very good. And it's probably wow. the closest thing out there to, I'll be honest to as what invincible will be like. Okay. I'll be honest. The only reason why I haven't, cause honestly, like obviously like I'm a huge DC fan. I love everything. Batman. I've always never been a huge fan of Harley Quinn. Neither have I, but never. it is it like is, even in the comics. Same, but it is very, it's not just Harley. I mean, Ivy's incredible in it and it's very DC. Like it, 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 yeah. it, 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 it crosses everything in the DC universe and it's, it's very fun and it's very, very rated R. Yeah. Hmm. How did you watch it? Did you, do you have the, DC... a, the, the free trial? You got seven days. So oh, I, just, cool. I knocked it out. It's short and easy. I have it. So I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll talk about it uh, on Invincible. Okay. That's all I, I got. Okay. I, uh, I, I mean, I never really, I'm not catching up on Batman, but the main Batman storyline um, in comics is, is awesome. Uh, we all finished White Knight. We talked about that on Invincible Podcast, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the new uh, PlayStation 5 controller? I feel bad. About because what? because they it's the same exact shape as the Xbox, and I really I really what? liked, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, I don't think that at all. It's the, the same exact the, shape as the PlayStation One. Your what? TJ, what? Did, you have, did you see a picture of the controller? Yeah, I think it looks sexy. I think it looks good. Have you seen it side by side to an Xbox controller? It is. It's definitely a lot closer to the Xbox controller. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that at all. I. I. I from an appearance standpoint, sure, looks cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all going to be about how it feels, and it's hard to say until we feel it. But uh, just visually, visually, sure, looks cool. How about we get some stupid freaking news about the console itself, maybe, or like a picture of what the hell it looks like, or anything, a release date? Like, I, I really hate how tight-lipped Sony's being about this, and they just released a picture of the freaking controller. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I think, don't think it's, like, I think it's, I think it's super weird right now. I think it's super smart. I actually agree with it uh, to, to sell it. Like you're going to burn up all your news um, on Xbox. And then like people are going to want to buy something that's like fresh in the news. I just feel like people are going to be excited about it and then they're going to go out and get it. Maybe they're trying that route. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it's, and I've read some articles on like IGN specifically about how like the silence of it is very, very deafening. Yeah, like yeah. how, how like it's, it's, it says a lot. It's either a really great like marketing scheme, like what you're saying, TJ, like, it's what, just what was until it? we until then we it, it just seems really weird. Yeah. yeah, I like it though. I think it, I think it's good. Um, hmm. Some things I uh, we talked about the Outsider, which is on HBO, was awesome. Really, really good. I think you guys should watch that, especially mm-hmm. Bill. Um, we talked about Fleabag. I finally started playing, um, or and finished uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy. Oh. Um, I've never played TJ. it. I thought you were going to say God of War. I got really excited about it. <laughs> um, That's better I, than Uncharted 4, by the way. Uh, it's not at all. Yes, it is. The game it plan, was, it's way better. It was It was originally... What I was going to say was it was originally supposed to be downloadable content, um, and it Turned felt like downloadable content. Yeah, it felt like what, downloadable content. That's what I heard was its its biggest uh, flaw, was that it really did feel like a... Not a however, game. however... It scratched the itch of Uncharted. Uh, the ending was great. Cool. Um, her, them meeting up with Sam and everything. Like, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, what else? Uh, I played another game um, called God of War. No, you didn't. I did. No, you no, didn't. didn't. I did. You didn't beat it. Did you really? Yeah. You beat the whole thing? <laughs> no. The whole thing? Yeah, I beat it. Well, you, he's... Ryan, he's going to say things that are going to really disappoint us. Uh, um, there, uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever played a God of War game as soon as it came out. I was always planning on playing it, but um, when I first started playing it, I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to tell them a lot of bad things, and they're going <laughs> to think I'm just trying to be argumentative. If you were to break it up into, because it's very like mediocre. And I felt like the story was kind of ripping off Last of Us a little bit. If you were to split it up into three different parts. Ryan turned his camera back on so we could see his stupid face. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. If you were to split it up into three different parts. The first part, very mediocre. I thought it was just eh. Then something happened like a third of the way through where I'm like, oh, okay. And then it got, it was amazing from then on. Amazing. How, what, when I you turned your screen on, Ryan, when you said that it didn't play off of The Last of Us, tell me how it did not play off. It, it played off of a relationship of a child and and an adult. That was wow. the thing. 
But that's not what makes The Last of Us The Last of Us. That's not what makes God. I mean, what that it created. For sure. Okay. Absolutely. Again, keep keep in mind. I loved it. I did. I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm just talking about the first part, like the like first like twenty thirty percent of it. How are I just dude, thought it was the, the, the first thirty percent set the tone, which that was fight scene, devastating. That fight the, scene in the first like five minutes of the game or ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, that that boss fight, which had me at the edge. Of, both me and Riker, I remember. We're there's nothing like that. We're standing up playing there, that game, dude. There's nothing even close to that in something like Last of Us. I mean, just because there's a fatherly figure and a child figure, um, but the, the gameplay is incredible. The 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 camera that doesn't, you know, what I mean, the one cut camera. Yeah, that was it, great. There's nothing like that. Like, oh my gosh, the gameplay TJ, itself. You how to... how the axe felt. There's nothing yeah. like that. Like all those things that I just listed are how it's not like Last of Us. Like, when he went when he went back and got no, the. I'm not talking. Off. I'm not talking about obviously. Well, no, you asked, last, so I was answering. The Last of Us is not. The Last of Us is a shoot third person shooter. This is more of a hack and slash yeah. game. Um, I'm just talking about like the story. Like they they're tra- they want you invested in the child, and I was. I was very like Atreus was awesome he was the best part of the game oh my god and i'm yeah. not saying that that made the, the game bad when i first turned it on all i was thinking of was the last of us then it took on characters of their yeah. own okay. you know that's I all could, i'm saying but, i could but, see but you can see how that is not a fault on the game it's a fault on not you. at all if you did not play last of us then you would never have thought anything against it right it, absolutely okay absolutely. so tj now but i don't think that god of war would have been that game without the last of us that's what I think. It could have been inspired by that's, that. Yeah, it, that's it very a, well that's could an have, interesting Ryan. take. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of games can probably do. Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. But um, I loved everything. Atreus was amazing. The last fight of like them throwing him up in the air and him shooting the uh, the arrow yeah. like in the air. All of that was amazing. I did not like. I mean, it's it's been out for like what three four years now. I can say something at the end. Spoilers, because we need Spoilers. to talk about it. Go Skip ahead. Skip ahead two minutes. I really didn't like. I liked the idea of Atreus. Oh my God! That starting starting something new and being something new. Not that we would get games with Atreus or anything, but just the idea of he was going to start his own path. And then they were like, "Oh, by the way, you're actually Loki." I didn't like that. Oh, it's I so didn't care cool. for that. I fucking TJ, loved it. That was that. Like my jaw fucking hit the floor, dude. I didn't I, like that. Like, it felt like a cheap like. Uh, here's no, your bag, they, Robin. They, no, they. You made, know what I mean? Like from Dark Knight. They made their. This is their own interpretation, and right. it, no, it, I get it's it. like Thor is not like that, or the, all those characters are not like that. I mean, they yeah. they killed off, you know, main Norse gods in this. Like, sure, why not? Like, what, you know, like it's just such a cool twist, and it makes sense. And the theories behind it, TJ, like I could talk to you for a while about all the different theories behind what that means. Um, but for the but what you need to do within the next two days, three days is you need to watch the documentary on YouTube. That's what that, I was going to say. Raising Kratos. Put out. It is incredible. And it will so give you such good. a good appreciation for the video game industry and what they went through. And not, not just that game, but the whole industry. And it's such a good documentary. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you played it. I, I have to replay the game. You just did it to me. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was all really good. Um, I've been in, I finished uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. That was fun. I still haven't beat it. <laughs> I got so far. I got to like the lava area, the real yeah. hot place, and I was just like, I just slowly stopped playing it. I don't know yeah. why. Yep. Anything else? No, that's it. That's all I got. 
All right. I guess we'll talk about all the Oblivion song news. This is kind of going to be our main topic. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the Faceless Men a little later, but uh, mostly we were kind of surprised by all of the uh, the news that came out. Um, first off, we one thing that is out now that you can go and get now um, that we knew about was Trade Paperback Volume 4 that came out uh, in March. So we, we haven't talked about it on, on this yet, but uh, the cover is awesome. It's, it's, it's really cool. Go check that out, uh, especially leading up to issue 25 that's coming out in June. You can kind of reread it or read it for the first time, give it to your friends, and catch up. Oh, I've got to put Oliver down. All right. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. Um, another thing is that we already knew about and we talked about on the last issue or the last episode was uh, the Artist Proof issue one. Uh, that's going to be 11 by 17. Did we it's know be, about that? Yep. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we I didn't think see so. it. I yet. thought this was. No, we did. Huh. No, yeah. we it, it was in the letters column and, and I was oh, like, was oh, have they ever done that before? And TJ oh, was like, right. yeah, they do you're it right. all the time yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. For Walking Dead. Yeah, we did talk about yeah. that. Sorry. Yeah. So we, but we hadn't seen it. Um, That's right. So we've seen it now. It, I mean, it's exactly what we were expecting. It's all black and white. It's, it's the, it says artist proof on the front, but it's, it's the, it's the, uh, the first issue. Um, and it's 11 by 17 and it's just, uh, um, basically, uh, Lorenzo De Felici's inks, even though he does it all digitally, it's just black and white. Yeah. So you could just see his art. Um, that's cool. Uh, Super second... excited for the proof edition. I think that's a really cool thing. And, and it being that large scale format thing is, is exciting. Yeah. Bill, are you there? Why can I only, why am I looking at the ceiling? Because I'm using my iPad and I'm holding it up and it's hurting um. my hands. So I'm giving it a, <laughs> a break because I figure if okay. Ryan's not on the camera, then I don't, but I can not still a... see you fit. um second thing that we already knew about but we hadn't seen yet was the hardcover uh volume one or book one um so if you're listening to this podcast um go into the post if you follow us on twitter um i'm going to be posting all of the covers for everything that we're going to be talking about uh so in the um uh you know in the the post below us uh so you can actually follow along with everything that we're that we're going to be talking about. So the first thing is when, when the solicits came out, they released all this stuff that we're going to be talking about all in June, right? We, we found out that everything that we're going to be talking about uh, is going to all be released on the same day, June 10th. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get delayed. Speaking uh, of the plan is, I don't June know. 10th. Yeah. Cause right now, I mean, today there was supposed to be a new issue of die, 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 and there's been no word and it's not on comiXology and, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of issues going on right now with uh, the virus and what's going on with comic shops and everything. So all this is Ooh. kind of up Ryan, you're cutting in and out. No, Ryan, you there? TJ, can you still hear me here? I can, I can still hear Bill. I can't hear Ryan. I'm here. I can hear you guys. You can't oh, hear me? Oh, now we can. No, I no, can now. now. Okay. Well, I'll say it again. Just in case, but no, I was just saying, like, yeah, I mean, there was a new issue of Die, Die, Die that was supposed to come out today, and um, it's not on Comixology, it's not out, and obviously everything going on with the virus, it's hard to say what's going to happen and how this is going to, you know, because it's obviously messing with comic shops and distribution and everything, so hopefully everything works out by June and we're going to be able to get all this stuff in June. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, But yeah, so the, the cover for Oblivion Song Hardcover Book 1 
was in the solicits and it's got like two circles that overlap on each other each other it's basically the oblivion song symbol and it's got pictures it's awesome right yeah it's so this, it's this really cool like pop art style kind of thing with these like primary color thing and it's i loved it i thought that was a really cool cover yes I did too. I thought it was great. Like there's the, like the cover, there's like basically three pictures because they're overlapping. However, shortly after that, we found out that that was actually a mistake. And the real cover is basically, um, is the next one, which is, uh, Nathan, um, like in, with his hood up and yeah. there's like, uh, creatures all around him, And it's, it's um, this cool, like two tone design thing. It's, it's really neat. I like this one too. Yeah. Now uh, that that so that other one is actually the back. It's the back cover, right? Got it. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting. We've been talking about a hardcover for forever. Forever. So I can't wait because I haven't been buying. Happening. I haven't been buying the trades because I love hardcovers and I I I want just the hardcovers. So I'll right. be uh I'll be getting this when it's out. And this Definitely. and each hardcover collects two trades. Is that right? That's yeah, something so, that I was confused about at first. I thought this hardcover was actually going to collect the first four trades and be like one of those massive ones, like kind of like what saga or other things do. Yeah. It's yeah. It's only two. So, um, her, yeah, this is, is issues one through 12. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What is, what is, um, Oh no, that seems, that's probably right. Is that what invincible does too? Is that what like the norm is? Yeah. The two. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, saga, I think does three or four. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking because it yeah, just seems like it's not a lot. Yeah. Um. So one of the big things is the issue 25 cover, the main cover, mm -hmm. which is uh, a take on issue one with uh, Nathan's back to oblivion, um, and also you know who we thought was Nathan, but I'm pretty sure it was Marco on issue. 13 so they're kind of doing a theme with like that they look the same however the issue 25 cover that's going to be coming out in june is like nathan has a lot of growth all over him all over him um oblivion looks like older the everything is red it's looking very dark and grim his um, hair his hair, his hair is, like is super long longer and right. he's holding a faceless man's staff too mm-hmm like one of their weapons. So I know you guys have never heard me say this before, but this might be my favorite cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so I, fucking I mean, cool. And I'm such a sucker so for like callbacks. Like obviously invincible, there's the hands, you know yeah. what I mean? Like anything like that. This is so, so cool. I love that. Like the hands with invincible was across like, what 110 issues or whatever to finally get that like other iterate the third iteration and kirkman's like you know he clearly loves this kind of stuff too and i love how it's like oh 25 issues in and we already got three matching covers like god that's so cool yeah because you, you know if, so this, if this comic goes to like 50 or 100 or whatever there's going to be another really sweet even if it ends up not being the main cover but a variant there's going to end up being a really sweet like callback to it yeah i hope so um yeah i love it when when he does that so looking at this cover and seeing kind of what it is um what are your thoughts on issue 25 what are we going to see well there's obviously a time jump there is obviously a time jump so which i think we talked about didn't we i'm trying to remember last we did 
Bill, Bill, do you have your headphones all set? My, why? Can you hear them moving around? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? They're <laughs> so uncomfortable in my head. I hate this. All right, I'm good. Um, so there is a uh, synopsis for issue 25. Oh, my God. Would you like to it, read it? I don't know if we read. Maybe. Did I read this? Maybe I read I, it. Go ahead. I sent, I sent it to you guys in a text. Really? All right. Yeah. So this was along this is when when it got announced the last month um so it says and this is so exciting to me um celebrating our huge 25th anniversary issue nathan's nathan cole's world has changed nothing could have prepared him for what has happened uh nothing can can prepare from prepare him for what has happened what he's had to do and how it's affected him. Starting in this issue, he embarks on a new journey with full knowledge of oblivion and what caused the transference. That's huge. It sounds like a new comic. It sounds yeah. almost like something like anything could have happened. He could be like the faceless man might not be even be a big deal anymore. Like it so much could have changed. Yeah. Him him knowing what caused the transference. That's yeah. huge. That right there. I mean, um, are we are we sure that doesn't mean, like, for, like, think of who might be reading this, someone who might not have read the first, like, 24 issues. Are we sure this doesn't mean it's not referring to him tra- causing it and the, the device causing it? But, but the wording is, starting this issue, he, he, embarks, on on a, a new, he embarks on a new journey with full knowledge of oblivion. Yeah, and because what he has full knowledge now, just like we have full knowledge now going forward of what caused it. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, it might not be the whole what's pulling on the other side thing that we have been talking about. Because that's a pretty big reveal to just sweep away. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think they're going to sweep it away. I think they're going to... Like he I knows, mean, but the reader doesn't? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that this I'm I'm taking this as he's going to be on a journey within within Oblivion Song, like like his own journey in Oblivion Song. I'm not even sure if we're going to see, you know, Bridget and Heather and Duncan. And what do you do? You guys Wouldn't think it, we will see anything outside Oblivion in the first? Uh, here's issue? here's how it's going to go. We don't. Here's how it's going to go. All right. Here's how it's going to go. The the issue twenty five is. The, every single page of that comic, every panel is going to be Nate and how he's acclimated to Oblivion and, and things that he's learned and like him living, in, him. him living in the wild and stuff like that. And then the last, the last page is going to, it's going to be the cliffhanger. It's going to be, it's going to show Earth mm-hmm. and it's going to be like not taken over by faceless men, but it's going to be populated by faceless men. It's going to be like, like you're going to see like shades of Oblivion in Philadelphia. Oh God, they did it. Damn you all to hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think quite to that extent, but Bill, I have not even thought about what this time jump means for Earth. I didn't finish the synopsis. So uh, he, he has full knowledge of oblivion and what caused the transference. The fate of the Earth rests in his capable hands. See, also yeah, in this, there you go. Also in this issue, a special origin story drawn by series colorist and extraordinaire Annalisa Leone. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, we, we talked about that last time. We think it's going to be and hope it's going to be the cool. Definitely going to um, be a cool backup. But the, but what we were talking about, Ryan, was like, I think that he's going to know full well what caused the transference. And that's why he's going to be like, shit, I have to get back to Earth. 
because I know what caused the transference and they're in danger because of it. You know what I mean? That's just my prediction. Here's a prediction for you, especially if it is going to be a Dekul origin story. Halfway through the issue, Dekul shows up. It's a tense moment. They're buddies. I hope not. They're totally buddies. They're working together. And we don't know why or how that relationship happened. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I don't or know. Or what if, well, better yet, what if instead of their buddies, they kiss? <laughs> um, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Man, like, <laughs> thinking about how much time passed while he was in prison and what happened on Earth with them starting the foundation and all that kind of stuff. Think about how much can happen in this time jump. Like what have what have they done? Like maybe Earth has completely moved on from Oblivion, and they don't they don't think about it anymore. They don't care about it anymore. They maybe they've even began to rebuild where in that dead zone area or something, or maybe they're coming back and forth. Con- no, they couldn't be coming back and forth constantly because then Nate would presumably get back. So it's almost like to say that since the event that we saw in issue twenty four, they've shut it off. There are no more trips to Oblivion. I wouldn't be surprised because if they're still yeah. doing their, their research teams and sending them in there, you'd think that Nate would have had a, a way back. Right? They, they aren't. No, the, the, no way the, with faceless men being as hostile and how yeah. it all ended so last it, time, there's so no it, way they're going to send anyone so back. It's definitely cut but off. I, I like, I think I don't want to put all my chickens in one basket and I don't want to put too much stake in this because we're always wrong. And we always come up with like the most outlandish that's, shit. That's the, and then, that's the fun of it. And that, but I really truly think that it's going to end with the flash forward on Earth, and it's it, it's the faceless men have have like invaded, and uh, because they have the technology, we we know this from the last issue, they have or they have the means. They don't have the technology because Nate destroyed the the yeah. the device, but they have the means. They like know how it's done. So I don't think you're crazy, but if the faceless men were going to and from Earth, you'd think Nate would be able to not get back to earth right yeah but i mean i don't maybe. think it's crazy though because that would be a crazy kirkman-esque twist i can totally right. see that happening i just don't know i don't know i think that that is how nate will eventually get back though through the faceless men are going to get him back yeah or yeah. he's going to steal something from them and get back or something is going to happen yeah. that. you know what tj uh, that would be very de cool and he's definitely uh, gonna, he's definitely helping him. I'm telling you, Dakula and and Nate, they're gonna be they're gonna team we up. We always thought that. We always thought he would become like yeah, like some sort of anti-hero or like a likable character for some reason. Yeah, but he's he is more villainous than the other faceless men. He keeps yeah, he keeps like taking our expectations or or like our hopes and, and smashing them. It's like, can't, you like, can't keep doing that if you're going to be a oh, good guy. He's, oh, he's going to let him go. Oh, wait, no, his, he's, his intentions are vile and like, he's a terrible, you know what? Kirkman's done it before. With it's Negan. Possible. Not, I mean, hell Negan with Nolan. I mean, any, any evil character has can, can. Yeah. Like the know. governor. Uh, maybe not the governor. Did you <laughs> know, did you know that people think, of Negan as the best villain in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Do you guys think that? I don't think they're crazy, though. If somebody did, even if, even ignore the show, ignore what the show has done, and if someone just read the comics and they liked Negan more than Governor, that's not crazy. That's why I can understand it, if they read it now. We were reading it before it was a show and in the in the midst of The Governor. Like that, right. That's Woodbury. when we started reading it, so that's why he's the iconic yeah. character. But Negan has been in the comic obviously much longer than 
than the governor was. Yeah, but the and, impact that the governor had on the actual series, like, yeah, Negan's killed main characters and stuff like that, but... Oh I mean, God. the governor Negan the had governor, probably one of the most impactful moments of the entire series. Are you kidding me? Okay, so the governor, what he did to yeah. Michonne, what he what he did, did to Rick. To oh, yeah. Rick I'm telling you, he, I agree with you. What he did to Tyrese, like, welcome on. to the Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't think it's crazy, Bill. I, I'm on your side. I just don't think people. It, it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. That. It's not crazy. I, I, I guess oh. so. <laughs> but so, go on. Uh, but yeah, I think that there obviously there's going to be a time jump. We know that, um, and uh, I mean it's not crazy to think that he may be working with a faceless man. Um, I guess it could happen, and I, and I think that Dakul is very smart. And if it worked out for him, I you know, and it played into what he wanted, I could see it happening. Well, I mean, they could have mutual interests because the spread or the growth, whatever that is, you know yeah, what I mean. We don't man, we don't, don't know what that is still. I want to know. About right. that. Yep. And this so, is all just off that first the uh, the the first cover the 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 normal whatever cover A and right. um man I know people have said it online I've seen it before but I can't wait I want to I want all three side by side Yeah you know agreed Make a Can we talk about so are we going to talk about the covers Yeah so there's the yeah, variants so right So we were then we then found out in the solicits there there are three additional variant covers uh, by so four people, total, four total covers, including Lorenzo De Felici's usual, right. the one that we just talked about. Uh, the second cover is done by um, David Finch, and mm-hmm. uh, the our normal colorist uh, Annalisa Leone. <clears throat> Who's and David Finch? David Finch did uh, does a lot of Batman. That's how I know him. I'm sure he's mm-hmm. done tons of other stuff, but he's um, he's a a huge Batman artist. Gotcha. Hey, so can we, we can assume that the design of this cover or the design of the creature came from Lorenzo. Right. And then uh, no. Okay. I Here's think the, the artist, thing. I think the artist knows the comic or looks at the reference. I mean, I'm assuming he knows the comic and so we, and then just we've, draws. Yeah. We've something inspired by that world. I, I guess so. So we've talked or about this before, but our, like our podcast, um, art, like our mm-hmm. the, the title for our podcast, uh, Lorenzo did that for us, and yep. it's original art that Lorenzo did. Um, TJ surprised us with it, I think, on the second episode or something like that. This creature looks very much like one of the the creatures for our podcast. Yeah, with Wait, the seeds coming out of its mouth and everything, like it looks. Wait a just... second. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have, I think we've we seen this because we haven't seen that. Have we seen that creature? We've before? never I, seen this I monster think, before. Are we sure he wasn't on the cover of I want to say seventeen? Dude, positive. 18? Positive. It, it is definitely an Oblivion song looking monster for sure. Uh, All, it's it's similar to the podcast one, but it's it's different enough, I think. Also, just a, a remind, just a, so that people can connect David Finch to something else. Um, David Finch, I think, has one of the rarest. Uh, Invincible issues. He did a uh, a cover to the black and white version of Invincible Returns. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. that cover, mm-hmm. um, which it's is not, awesome. it's not just the black and white version though. I mean, the black well, and white version is is super is the rare, rare but, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does the right. color, and he also well. when he he also directed the Social Network too. So that's that was yes, pretty. Yeah, of course. Which really out of sure. But no, I love this um, this cover. Okay. It it it. I mean, maybe I'm fresh off of Uncharted, 
but him jumping over that car looks very uncharted like it does and that car looks very the last of us mm. which is weird because those are two naughty dog properties mm. so oh man no, naughty dog naughty dog can make a, such a good oblivion song video game That'd be sick so the next one is arthur adams is this die Ar- die die nope oh it looks like it that's chris burnham uh, I, Arthur can Adams. You, I can see how you can see that though. Yeah. Arthur Adams did the um the invincible variant uh with the Grim Reaper on it. Mm-hmm. For issue one hundred. Arthur Adams is a very famous artist who again, I know him from Batman, but he does everything. He's done everything. So this this one I, I really like this one a lot. This one's really cool. I really like Nathan. His yeah. his short hair. I think that looks I think he looks really good. I like the short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, all the the creatures, like the, the little creatures in the water, yeah, and the and ogre the, behind him. Oh shoot! Ogre, I didn't even know. I didn't even notice the faceless men. Where? You'll oh, see in it. the background. Yeah, yeah, I love this one. I didn't notice that either. Good eye. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, and then um, the last one is done by um, Charlie Adler. Speaking mm-hmm. of The Walking uh, Dead, Obliv- Obliv- uh, yeah, for The Walking Dead. So this one, what? Yeah, so we have uh, Duncan and Bridget in Oblivion, or is no, it is it Oblivion? I, no, I or think Earth? the three of them. The three of them are no, that's, on that's Earth. That's Ground Zero. That's Ground, ground Zero. zero. Yeah. That's where everything died. Why haven't we been and calling that Ground Zero? That's so much easier. Yeah. And then you have um, an Oblivion song, "Monster" in the background. TJ, what does that Oblivion Song Monster remind you of? I really hope that you get it. You get where my head's at. Imagine that that's its actual scale. Like, it's that big. So, for for the so listeners who haven't seen it, it's... Maybe it's just it, me, it's, but it's, I, I did. I assumed it, that it was that scale. <laughs> not just, like, a band photo? Like, it, like... No, I don't think it's like that. What do you think, TJ? I don't know. It reminds me of the mist, that gigantic creature at the oh, end. Oh, I didn't like the mist. With, what? That thing was like, <laughs> didn't that? Wasn't that like tall, skinny-legged kind of? Yeah, but it had all those tentacles that came off the bottom of it and huh. stuff, and it was like giant. I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this one's cool. Uh, that we've never seen that creature before, right? No, never. Yeah. Indeed. So those are the four covers. Uh, I think that's really, really cool. That they're doing I've, so many uh, um, variant covers like that. I, I, I'm I really like that for Oblivion song. I'm really really curious to see if Lorenzo designed these creatures for them. Like this is the creature that we want, and then you guys draw it, or if these artists really came up with that because that looks like a Lorenzo De Felici creature, as does yeah. the first one. You know, yeah. so it's just he has a style about him where it doesn't like symmetry doesn't really matter and like normal anatomy of earth beings is completely out the window and i don't know it's just it, it looks like his work yeah yeah very cool though it's exciting to get some official variants i think the only other variant we've had was the uh, frog variant right which isn't really a variant it's, it's just, just kind like of a, that secret it's just variant. like an easter egg yeah <laughs> yeah Indeed. So, um do you think that the either of these uh Variant covers are going to have uh, an impact on the actual story. No. Nope. Not think, at all. I think all three of them could have been drawn last year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think um, 
they the the artist even really needed to know much past the first couple issues of this comic. I think first and foremost, uh, in the first var- and the second variant, in all of the variants, his hair is short. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like they're, they're very they're very much uh, pieces of artwork of Oblivion Song. They are not pieces of artwork of issue twenty five. Yeah, they're just agreed. For, they're just the last the... the last one especially. There's no way that oh, yeah. he's yeah. going to be back in Ground Zero with short hair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe he gets back halfway <laughs> through the issue and uh, cuts his hair, and there's another time jump. Never know. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe, maybe the comic doesn't start with a time jump and ends. Oh, there you go. Oh, could be. Yeah, we don't know. Indeed. Um. So yeah, we can move on to some emails. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So our first email comes from Joe Delaria, and oh, he, he had, messaged me on Twitter. Yeah, he messaged a, us uh before, um. Before you know this episode, so yeah, he's a listener over on Invincible, and he was uh, he just w- wanted to let us know that he was going to be jumping into Oblivion Song, and I told him how it was a great time to jump in, and that we w- wanted to hear his thoughts on it. We actually talked for well, I'll tell you after. Go ahead, just in case he brings it up. Okay, so he says, "Hey guys, I'm a longtime listener of the Invincible podcast, and recently picked up the first two trades of Oblivion Song at C2E2 this year." I figured now would be the perfect time to jump into the series with everything going on today. I read the first, I read the first trade the other night and wasn't sure what to think after I was finished. Some thoughts. The overarching storyline is great. I love the idea of oblivion and having <clears throat> to jump back and forth between dimensions to save quote survivors. I do enjoy Lorenzo's, artwork but find it extremely difficult to tell characters apart from one another mm-hmm. i would love to know if any of you had this problem when first reading this after finishing the trade the first trade uh it immediately it didn't immediately make me want to jump into trade two i definitely will but was hoping to be really drawn in i read all my comics in graphic novel form but get the feeling that this series is best read as single issues there is so much going on in each issue, and I feel like I am not giving the art enough attention each page. Like I am just skipping right past things uh, I should be paying more attention to. Some of my other favorite comic series are, in no particular order, Runaways, Preacher, Why the Last Man, The Sixth Gun, Saga, Paper Girls, Southern, mm-hmm. Girl, Southern Bastards, uh, Chew, and Killer Be Killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he has a question for the podcast. Uh, may have been answered several times already. Uh, what are your three comic series, three top comic series of all time? Invincible and Oblivion Song, not included. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you hopefully you guys are staying safe and catching up on some reading during this quarantine. Also, keep up keep the videos coming. Jeopardy and Guess Who were fantastic. <laughs> Take care, Joe Delaria. P.S. I just finished episode three of the podcast and will hopefully be catching up to your current episodes very soon. So, yeah. So going back to his uh, question, we'll start with there. Um, can, I give you guys you guys... a second, can I give you guys a second to think about it and give you a little bit of an update? Okay. He did finish uh, trade number two, and he's also listened to the first episodes of this podcast. Uh, he says he's far more invested after the 12 issues, and the art is growing on me quick, and he's, having, and he's not having as hard a time deciphering the characters from each other. Um, he said he's going to send another email when he's all caught up uh, and that he's enjoying it much more now. 
Indeed. So I will I will just really quick before we get into his actual question, um, one of his comments was, did we have trouble deciphering like the characters? Was that something that we had talked about? I didn't really have an issue. And I think that his point is pretty spot on where when you read it in like bulk like that, you feel like you can just kind of zip through. You don't like cherish the fact that you only have so many pages each month. Um, there were a few times, like, I think we're just terrible with names. Like, That's we don't know. We, yeah, it we don't know. It doesn't have we to don't do, know who Bridget is or anything like that, but it's Bridget and Heather. We yeah. always get them mixed we up, but they don't, up. they don't, they the don't look names, alike. The names, we get the names mixed up, but we know yeah. who they are. If I saw that right. person, I'd be like, That's Nate's girlfriend, you know, but what he's I mean? not or, crazy for confusing faces early on. I can definitely see that. And as he already clarified, I mean, as you read on, it becomes more and more clear. And I think Lorenzo got better and better. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. What was his question again? What are your top three favorite uh, oh. uh, series? So, my, my list is shorter. I'll go first because my list is short. Series, Bill, not story arcs. Series. Right, like entire comic yep. books, right? Okay, yep. so The Walking Dead, um, Saga, and I guess I'll just have to pick things that I've read in its entirety, which would be like Why the Last Man. I, I, I really mm. fucking loved that series too. But yeah. in terms of me, like I haven't read a lot of comics in their entirety. I've read things on and off here and there, like Batman and, and Azrael and stuff like that. But like those three, I, I'd say I, are, I find, um, my favorite things tend to be, I mean, obviously there's things that, I mean, this is a cheap answer, but things like Wolfman, yeah, astounding Wolfman. Cause that's somewhat invincible related, but I love astounding Wolfman saga and walking dead are obviously really high on the list. Um, mostly saga um but otherwise i find a lot of the things that i really like are a little bit more bite-sized whether it be obviously batman hush or things like um like the vision uh comic or um or uh whedon's astonishing x-men or geez scott pilgrim even you know like i like things that are a little bit more contained for the most part um ongoing things i have a little bit of a harder time with um, mm -hmm. you know but yeah so yeah, obviously yeah. We, we've read all of the uh, the Invincible Universe stuff. So uh, again, like like Ryan said, Outstanding uh, Wolfman is amazing. But um, if I'm excluding anything like that, I, I mean, I'm I'm even going to exclude The Walking Dead just because it's still Kirkman. Obviously, we all love The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's what it's why you're listening to us right now. Honestly, it's what started it all. Um, so excluding that as well, I'd have to say the first thing that comes to mind is Descender. Love Descender. I'm loving oh, yeah. Asc Ascender now, which is amazing. Um, I have been reading Batman consistently for the past, you know, probably decade enough to say that obviously that as well is just the main story arc of Batman. Um, I mean, me and Bill are both huge Batman fans. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, the uh, White Knight, obviously. Yeah, yeah White Knight is great. Uh -huh. um, I think Ryan already mentioned Batman Hush, which, I mean – like changed our lives when it came to like comic books it's so good batman hush is amazing um i need a third one uh probably saga i mean we all said yeah, saga 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 is amazing so i've been wanting yeah. to reread that too lately been really itching at that obviously, I just went through, obviously watchmen as well watchmen's a huge deal yeah i just i just went through my like my library my phone things that i've been reading for the past like years i'd say uh tech jacket is on there yeah. um it's invincible though i i yeah that's why i kind of didn't talk about it but um spread is another one that i'm 
I've been oh, reading. Oh, you talked about that. I Did I you finish it? it? Yeah, that I, no, I still haven't finished it. So I'm going to go back because when you got me the last three trades, um, I hadn't, I haven't, I hadn't caught up to that. So I have to go back, start reading it again because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but it's, it's. I, I, I would to, say it's one of my. I need to finish Paper Girls too. I'm halfway through that. I know he mentioned that one. But yeah. Hmm. Indeed. Um, uh, I have the next email if we're ready. Go for it. This is from our friend Wyatt. Wyatt Lane does all the music <laughs> for our podcasts. Um, if you liked the intro music and the outro music for this podcast, uh, check him out. Wyatt Lane over on SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or sorry, Apple Music. Um, otherwise, he says, hey, guys, I love the cover for issue 25. I'm a big fan of the comic anytime of any time comic covers mirror previous covers. The terror variant for issue 144 uh, is probably my favorite invincible cover. Hell yeah. Uh, I also think this could mean that we're in for another time jump, which is exciting considering where we left Nathan at the end of last issue, what I've been up to. So this is a little bit of what Wyatt's been up to. He's been watching uh, devs on Hulu. Really interesting. So devs D E V S. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it looks got, good. The, it's got the guy from Parks and Rec on it. Uh, what's his name? Ron something? Hmm. He said, oh, Ron Swanson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he says, really interesting, tense, smart sci-fi. Very much what you'd expect from the director of Ex Machina, and I'm loving it so far. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I've actually never played a Final Fantasy game, so I'm not sure if I'll be into it. Only played the first hour so far but all the positive buzz convinced me to give it a try are any of you playing it and if so what are your thoughts so far i have not started it um uh the guy who uh lives lives above above me just got it yesterday so i'll be borrowing his copy soon because it i i love everything i've seen so far i I have not actually played the original final fantasy 7 so i'm actually really excited to jump into it it's been a while since i played a final fantasy um so i've played Final Fantasy. I mean, Ryan, you've played ten, like everybody. Oh yeah. Um, I played seven, the original. I played eight. That's mm-hmm. my my fucking jam. Um, and then I also played fifteen too. Uh, I played the demo for seven, and I didn't like it. it. Ryan, you and I talked about it, like how I really missed that turn, like that legitimate actual turn based stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like that actual turn based combat. Um, and how this kind of like just turned into a hack and slash, and it really did. No matter how you look at it, it's a hack yeah. and slash. Um, and then you asked what modern RPGs have I played that are turn-based that are like fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like child of destiny or something like that. Do you remember that? No. Child of child of light. Child of light. That's it. Oh that's yeah. The yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I cool. look for. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that had a really different updated way of a turn-based, but it was still a turn-based game. This one is just. It's bland environments. It's it's it seems like it took a step back. Like if you yeah. take away the turn-based combat, if you take away the story, what is a Final Fantasy game? And it's kind of hollow. Like it's kind of just hollow and boring. Wow. Well, I'm excited to try it out though. I've I I I have no. Um, I mean, I like turn-based stuff. I, I mean, I loved Persona Golden, Persona Four Golden, and um, and uh, I also don't have an issue with this kind of RPG either. Like I play a ton of kingdom hearts games and everything like that and this is more in line and looks a lot more like a kingdom hearts game in terms of the the combat which would explain why i fucking don't like it yeah so i <laughs> i probably will love it so i uh, i'm excited to play it though 
So, um, uh, as far as RPGs go, I'm not a big RPG guy. Uh, I played Final Fantasy X. That was the only game that I played, and I remember nothing about it. But, like, I mean, Bill, I mean, even in, in you, Ryan, both, like, as far as RPG goes, you, you both loved Mass Effect and Fallout. I think those, those are... are those are different. I mean, yeah, those, those, a, are, those are, it's those not, are, it's not yes, like a choose. Yeah. That, but yes, that is an RPG, but it's not a JRPG. Those are, those are Western RPGs. So yeah. those are like the open world kind of thing. Like you could even consider so not the modern that he's talking about. You think? No, like JRPG is like the final fantasy, the turn-based combat, yeah. the like, you're waiting um, there and picking choose your, attacks. choose your attack. Pokemon stadium. Or just Pokemon yeah, in there you go. Yeah, just Pokemon in general. So yeah. those those are completely completely different. But yeah. but to your point, TJ, that's why this game, like when I played it, it just felt kind of hollow. Like it felt just like a, it felt like a early two thousands hack and slash game, and I just wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. All right. Wyatt goes on to say uh, what he's been reading. He says I've also been rereading the Expanse novels, of which the show is based. Since they, since the books and the show are kind of like my comfort food that I can constantly go to back uh, every so often, they are fantastic and get my highest recommendation. I every like, every like I don't know, I'd say every like once a month, Wyatt says something on Twitter that reminds me that I need to watch The Expanse, and I count on that reminder for that time when I'm like, what am I gonna watch? Because eventually, that's another thing. That I will I, watch it. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same as you, Ryan. Every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, I should watch that. I know. I, I keep needing to. <laughs> yeah. So he, Wyatt has talked to us multiple times about The Expanse and said that we have to read it. And I actually did start reading it. Did you? Um, yeah, but I, I fell off. Uh, not because it was uninteresting, but it, it's one of those sci-fi books, which are the best ones, that it just throws you in it. You into, have to be, yeah. It just it throws you into it and you don't understand the terminology. You know that you will. But it's like just hard, and it inspired me to read another one of my favorite sci-fi books, *The Stars My Destination*. Like it felt very tonally like that. So mm-hmm. I actually, I stopped reading it, went and read that <laughs> read again. That. <laughs> yeah. And then um, once I finish this Roy Choi um, *L.A. Sun* biography, I'm gonna actually go back because I'm in like that. Re- you know, when you start a book and you start reading again, you're like, I gotta read something else. Yeah. So I'll, I've I'll been read thinking the a lot. I've been thinking next. a lot lately about picking up another novel it's been a long time but yeah mm. uh wyatt finishes by saying other than that i've also had some extra time for making music and i edited a short making of a beat video that i put out on twitter so hopefully i'll be doing more of that soon too thanks for reading i hope you all are doing well and thanks for finding ways to keep making these podcasts for all of us love wyatt yeah and that, making, wyatt. A beat video, that making a beat video on twitter was awesome yeah it was really cool so, yeah Indeed, that is it for our emails. So next, we're going to dig into kind of like what we know about the faceless men. Um, so, would you say that this is um, kind of talking a little bit about what happened previously? I would. I would indeed. Yeah. So, so let's dive in. Previously on Oblivion Song. All right. So yeah, we're going to be digging into what we know about the faceless men. So what do we know? We know so, that Tita, the you did, you did a little bit of a recap, right? Yeah, you, I, you I went I, back and looked a little bit, and I kind of uh, dug back into the series and um, and kind of brought up some stuff. So for the first like main portion of the entire series, they were kind of this background storyline where they kept coming in and they were they were stealing people. Um, 
we we first found out about them through Keith. Uh, Keith said that uh, they stole his wife and uh, and daughter. Um, and later on, they, he he actually gets taken by them himself willingly because he wants his to see his family and his child. Mm-hmm. So um, we found out a lot more about them, like in like around like volume know, two. So like, well, because the end of didn't volume one end with the image of them like riding their creatures and you see them for the first time? No, we see, we see them. I mean, and, and it, or you mean that I'm sorry, the first trade paperback. Yeah. The end of the first trade paperback, I think was the first time we see them. Yeah. That's when, um, when they take Keith. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, so we find out, especially in like issue 19, we finally get like this deep dive, um, in, in the latest uh, trade paperback, um, deep dive into what their intentions are and, and who they are. Because again, like a lot happens with the faceless men before issue nineteen, but it's we don't know what's going on. They're just stealing people, they're capturing people, they're experimenting on people, and, and we don't really know why. So mm-hmm. we start getting their names. Uh, for example, we find out that the faceless men are, and I'm going to be kind of going out of order from when we when we find these things out, but. The faceless men are not uh, are not obviously not called faceless men. The humans name them faceless men. All faceless men are called Kuthal. Um, one of the faceless men says to a, a human, he goes, "You call us faceless men, but we have faces and we're not men, so it doesn't make any sense." We are. I love Kuthal. that. That's that's like one of my favorite lines in this entire yeah, series. Yeah, I love that. Like the fact that they do have faces, but we I mean we don't see that. You know, mm-hmm. like so, faceless men is such a such a, a wrong thing to call them on several levels. Right. So uh, yeah, them as a species is Kuthal. Um, in issue nineteen, we meet Lord Halak or a halak, or however you want to say it. Um, and he's the leader of this, like, kind of like a cultic, like, church, where they all um, worship him. He's, like, their king. He, he's kind of like a priest, but he's, he's like, their king. They all, they all worship him. It's funny, him. And, and we totally um, attribute that to our own interpretation. This has, might have absolutely nothing to do with religion or a priesthood or them worshiping. It just looks like that. Right. Them all kneeling like down to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and then Lord Halak uh, comes face to face with uh, a very different faceless <laughs> man, faceless man or Kuthal as they're called uh, named Dukul. And they don't like each other. Dekul is this outsider who comes in, um, and he is um, an outsider who is sent by his like legion or what we think is like his military um, or like group. It could be. Don't they have a name? It is. It's they're called the Gozan. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we find out like one of the face he gets into a, a fight with one of the other Kuthal, one of the other faceless men, and the other faceless man says. Um, basically refers to where they are are as uh, the forgotten lands. Like the, uh, they wouldn't send um, their best goes on to the forgotten lands just to observe is what he said. I don't remember that. They called it the forgotten lands. Yes. And I, I, I don't, Damn, I don't think that's, we, that's something. We, yeah. That's something we never really dug into that before. And I, I didn't like, catch that until I went back. Like, what if this is like, what if this area that we have been witnessing and seeing is like the outskirts of like the middle of nowhere of this world 
I think it is. That's why that that would explain why nobody has seen the faceless men up until this point. We've and, talked about that a lot. Like, and not only that, but like the another like reason why the they, rest? another reason why they 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 started seeing them now is because the faceless men started like making their move and were actively like they went after. Um, Ed's team, who was like uh, scavenge hunting, who live in Oblivion, they went after him. And then the very next issue, they went after Marco's team. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so, so they were actively trying to, they were revealing themselves. Basically, that's the only reason why we, why we were seeing them at all. Hmm. So it's very possible that, you know, there, there, there's, there's a bigger part to where they live, or I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Um. um so yeah, Ducal, um, Ducal, uh, and or, I'm sorry, Ducool and Kuthal, or I'm getting mixed up. Ducool and Lord Halak do not mm-hmm. like each other, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, and, and another reason why I said this about Ducool earlier <laughs> was uh, why Ducool is almost more of a villain than the rest of them is because. Um, uh, Lord Halak and his people, where they are populated by, by Lord Halak's people, they're stealing humans, but they're trying to be very careful with them. They're not hurting them. All of their weapons that they're using against the humans are non are non lethal. So, oh, they're hurting them. I mean, yeah, they're definitely hurting. They're hurting. Them. They're, they're, they're not torturing they're, them. But they don't. But they're not. They're not killing. They're them. not doing it out right, of they're, they're, they're experimenting on them. Right. If if so, a byproduct is they get hurt, they don't care. But they're not intentionally trying to kill them. Uh, I think I think they're. I don't know because because of something that that Dekul says too. That we will talk about. But I mean, in the issue where they capture a um, a faceless man on Earth and interrogate him, he says like, like we don't we don't care about humans. We only care about the Kuthal. We don't harm you. Our weapons are non-lethal. We need to learn from you in order to um, to stop the growth. Mm. So we don't know what the growth is, but in that same issue, uh, um, Dekul and Lord Halak get into an argument because Lord Halak is saying, like, because like you said, Bill, um, Dekul is is going in and taking humans and then killing them against mm-hmm. Lord Halak's, you know, you know, wishes. Um, and Dukul, Lord Halak calls him on it and says, "Why, like, you shouldn't be killing these humans, and um, you're going to have to pay for it." And Dukul says, "I don't answer to you." Um, he threatens him to bring more um, Gohan or Gozan here, so the Gozan are very threatening. And he says to him, "I have the quote here." He says, uh, basically saying that he's going to continue to kill them, and there's nothing that you can do about it. And he says. I will know their strengths and their weaknesses. And whatever the Kurag decides, whether they live or die, I will be ready. So Dekul is killing them to kind of find out how to kill them. Like we saw him break somebody's neck. I think that was his own kind of experiment to see if what happens when I break their neck, are they going to die? So I don't know. I don't know if, um, if the Lord Hollux people are, uh, are, killing them or not like i don't know if i've ever seen them like actually die during like an experiment or not hmm. but i don't know yeah but with that quote i have a question and I, I i don't know the answer to this 
again, the quote is, I will know their strengths and weaknesses, and whatever the Kirag decides, whether they live or die, I will be ready. I don't know what the Kirag is. I'm assuming that just like he is a Gozan, the Kirag are Lord the religious, people. Yeah, yeah, the religious ones, the zealots and, and all that. Yeah. I, I would assume, but I didn't actually see a like a confirmation on that. But I would assume that the Kirag are um are his people. Yeah. Um one thing that's worth mentioning that we haven't brought up is um that uh Dekul is missing his secondary arm or one of his secondary of his arms head. and part of his head. Yes, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that we find out that because um, the other faceless man that uh, Dekul gets into an argument with, Dekul like kicks his ass and chops his hand off, and then mm-hmm. Dekul says to him, uh, "Go, you have you have a hand to regrow. Go yeah. and lick your wounds and tell your tell your mm-hmm. your, uh, your master whatever, <laughs> so they can regrow their limbs. However, it appears like Dekul has missing limbs, so." so... Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. So that's something that we'll probably find out in the future. Why, why Dekul can't regrow limbs? Yeah. So, um, hmm. so that's pretty much uh, what we know of them. Is there anything that you guys think that I missed or anything? I mean, we know that. I mean, obviously, there's the whole speaking English thing. Um, they didn't speak English and then they're learning English by through humans. And then there was that, um, however long gap that we, um, that we found that they actually started to actually pick up English a little bit more. Um, and, uh, and they're using it. And I think it's certain, did we find that certain, um, uh, certain goes on are speaking it more fluently than others? Like, like the cool uh, and. And uh, Halak speak English a little bit more fluently than the other ones. So yeah. there, there definitely are certain faceless men that that seem like they can speak English a little bit better, like um, Dekul, definitely. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of that goes back to us not realizing that when it's in white, um, yeah, when the speaking, speech bubbles yeah. are a different color, they're actually speaking their native the tongue. Yeah. So I, I think it would be interesting to go back to find out when we thought they were speaking really great English and be like, wow, probably, this one talks really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to reread the whole thing before issue 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, I am too. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, there's the talk on um, the device. Um, That's what I was going to bring up too. There's so, that and then the growth. Yeah, so while well, we we talked about the growth, we don't really know what that really is. don't really know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we talked before about how – uh, like kind of like what we thought that could mean. Uh, it, it, does it mean overpopulation? That's what we originally thought when we first read this. However, if there are forgotten lands, why wouldn't you just expand outward? So I don't know if it's overpopulation. Hmm. I think it's I really exciting. It I think it's really exciting that we don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't know. I love that. I love we that. don't know if it's some sort of virus that's taking over. Maybe, maybe the growth has to do with. And again, I'm just pulling from what we know. Go and regrow your limb. Maybe they are growing. Maybe it is an overpopulation thing, and that's why this group is out in the whatever lands, the forgotten lands, in the forgotten lands, because they had to get away because of the growth. Because they're sent out here to this desert, 
you know, not desert, but, you know, remote location to help fix the problem because the rest of the world is just overflowing with faceless men. TJ, remember in Prometheus when they went to the planet that they thought was the engineer's home world, but actually it was just one of their planets that they did their experiments on because it was too dangerous Mm -hmm. to do it on their home planet? What if it's something like that? What if they're like... But that's another thing I was going to... I mean, that what you just said kind of plays into what I was going to say too is like... Ryan, you said uh, maybe they were sent here to the Forgotten Lands to, to solve this problem. The humans are, are I mean, Lord Halak even says, like, the humans are detrimental to solving our problem. How did they know, they know that the humans were there? You know what I mean? Like, how do they, like, how big is Oblivion? How did they know that, how did the Faceless Men know where the humans were and yeah. that they were detrimental, Wait. that they caused it? Like, it's just, there's a lot there. I th- are you I saying are, 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 are you saying that the the Kuthal think that the humans are detrimental and that they started their problems or that they're essential in solving their problem? Essential in solving. Oh, OK. All right. Detrimental is like they're making it, it harder for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it could have been used properly. That's why I was like, wait. But yeah, essential. But uh, yeah, I think that that's but there's a lot of questions there to be raised on how they they knew about the humans. I mean, we always thought too that they cuz there was mention that the when the transference device was first turned on, it was only supposed to um cover like a couple of feet and then it something from the other side pulled it through and made it much bigger. And then that whole time we were like, "Oh, it was the faceless man. It has to be these creatures that we don't know about. We have it has to be them." We find out that it's not them. They even say, like, because they get a device and they say, when we're, um, let's see. Uh, They say we know where the energy source came from. They say these energy readings are insane. The energy spike is is like a smaller version of what drained our power stores in the initial event. Mm -hmm. So they don't really know what it is either. Yeah. So – the fa- that's that makes me even more excited for issue 25 yeah reading the synopsis that that nathan knows what caused the transference if and that again, is what I, it is but i'm still right, yeah i'm right. still not convinced on that i i hope i think ryan going back to our prediction on 25 i think he does know what caused it but we're not going to know what yeah, caused it for i can a see long that time. yeah so we'll see mm, uh, mm, that's bad writing like, good writing is when you find out when the characters find out what the mystery mm. is. Bad writing is when, like, they know and you don't, or you know and they don't. And that's no, what no, no, makes... No. You don't call that no, bad writing. That's not bad You don't bad call writing. that bad writing. That's just a different way of writing. Like, it's so bad what? writing. No. I don't that... disagree. Have Are you, you kidding seen, me? Nathan knew, Nathan knew about the device. Did he not? Yeah. Bad bad writing. You when kidding me? When you know what's but going no. on. We have to, we have to go back. We have to go back. That wasn't the good part of Lost. Like that was really good. That was not only that, good. but keeping it. But even keeping it with Oblivion song, like Nathan knew for the first several several issues that he caused the transference. That wasn't bad writing. Okay, I I mean, I there's you're guess, always withholding something from the reader. I guess so. So but, when I said that, Bill, I think that you wrote it in your own mind and you were like, that's bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, it's like it's like when when horror movies or mystery movies like give you what's happening and like the, and then the character's still like, what's going on? Like, why are you even watching that movie? You know what I mean? It's terrible. Are you it's thinking terrible. of the opposite? We're not. Saying yeah, I'm, that thinking, we I'm know, thinking of the opposite. I'm thinking Nate of the doesn't. opposite. Right. 
Okay. Right. I, I, I apologize. It's all good. Um, but let's see. The last, the last we see of the Faceless Men or the two main, um, uh, the two main Kuthal that we know of is uh, Dekul and um, Lord Halak. And basically what it is is there was this big end battle where uh, Ed and Nathan go in to try and save everybody, and Ed ends up taking all of the test subjects and saving them. Some of them died, but he ended up saving um, pretty much all of them, taking them back to Earth. Uh, and then we know that obviously Nathan gets uh, stuck in oblivion off somewhere else. However, the last thing we see of the Faceless Men is Halak and Dekul talking. And Halak says to Dekul, when word gets out of your failure, you will be stripped of your title and removed from the Gozan ranks. Hmm. And then Dekul says, we will see. I have much to say about your failures as well. So who knows what could be happening with these characters in I issue am, 25. I am equally excited for what happens in issue 25 as I am for the uh, theorized Dekul <laughs> yes. uh, origin story. Yeah. I can't... I, again, it may not be Dekul in this... I know. Like who he, else, they, seriously, who else could it be? It's gotta it's be, be Marco. It's gotta be. It's gonna be Heather. <laughs> or Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, i'm thinking it's probably to cool um as well I mean, I mean i guess it could be ed i don't even think we've said the name ed this entire episode <laughs> um but yeah i think that would be cool i'd like a uh a terabat origin story mm, there you go yeah <laughs> it's all about uh, ed ed riding his first terabat <laughs> what was the other one that we named more recently uh, what was crap. it crap it was good it was really. It was better than Terabat. It was. Oh, oh, fuck! Was it like a? We'll know it when we see it again. Was but... it an octopus creature? Was it the octopus creature that was like in in the water? The tentacle. The te- the tentacle. Oh, which what I don't was think it? It was. Was it? Yeah, it was and he pulled the eye out or some shit like that. Remember? Oh, because it had some. I don't know. The gorgalore. The gorgalore. Oh, that was it. That was it. <laughs> I just went back to past notes. <laughs> yeah, it was the Gorgalore. That's that funny. Good um, uh, but I don't know. That's pretty much it. So hopefully, um, uh, hopefully we'll be back in June. Yeah, I hope. I hope there's not a delay. I'm hoping that everything was already done, um, so they can just distribute it. The, the only but that's the, the thing. Only... I mean, die, die, die could have been done. Yeah, but it's distribu- I, I think, it's distribution. That's the problem. It's now. the publishing. It's all of that. So, if I were to guess, <sighs> hate to be negative, but I feel like it's going to get delayed. But yeah, I hope. Totally. I hope it doesn't. Comic comic shops are closed. They're not essential. You can't go into a comic shop right now. No, I know. So why would they even release a comic book? You know what I mean? Unless they did it digitally. Which, which... is interesting because a lot of them are it... still doing curbside pickup. But we're saying, Bill, that it... Are they? Yeah. We're saying that it comes out in June. June 10th. So mm-hmm. hopefully comic book shops will be open by then. If not, then it's definitely not going to happen. Because you're right. Like, they're not going to release it. Uh, but if it does happen... Um, and the comic book shops do open, there's still a possibility of a, of a delay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, and we'll see. And you know what? I think that we could announce 
here now that if it does get delayed more than a more than a month, then we'll be here in June to talk about stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So regardless, you'll hear from us again in June, whether the new stuff is out or not. Yeah. And I said that I've been saying this, you know, I said this on the last podcast too, but uh, the last episode, but we do have uh, something else kind of cool planned. Uh, if you follow the Invincible podcast, we did uh, Guess Who, we did um, Trivia. The Trivia. We have something similar planned uh, for Oblivion Song uh, as well. So just uh, Unfortunately, keep an eye Unfortunately, it requires us all to be in the same room. Exactly. Uh, I actually have a, uh, the plan for the next Invincible one too, but it's like all this stuff is on hold. So everything's just kind of in a holding pattern right now until um until things start to blow over and open back up but we'll see yeah so thanks for listening as always uh mm-hmm. we'll we'll be around on twitter and facebook so follow us there and uh go you know. read oblivion song go read invincible for the first time or read saga or go read something else yeah but check back in man. yeah so. all right guys all right, it was fun to uh, to do this again after a after a hiatus. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it would have been crazy if we had gone all the way till June and not talked about Oblivion Song. I think this was necessary. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Maybe yeah. we'll get some more news that we can we can talk about in the next one too. <laughs> yep. So, all, all right. right. Talk to you later. Until until next time. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.